praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Beloved, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord our God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you glory, honor, and praise. We thank you, Lord, for your saving grace. We thank you, Lord, for helping us through life. We thank you, Lord, for bringing us your word. For your word, O、oh、God, is life. Father, have your way in our hearts. Have your way in our lives. Bring us to a better place, even by your word. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we release our hearts, we release our minds. We pray in the name of Jesus. Remove the skills of our eyes. Break our hearts from the shackles of the enemy. Lord, release our minds from the bondage of darkness. In the name of Jesus, have your way, dear Spirit of God. Have your way and be strong in our lives. Have your way, triumph in our lives. Have your way, be the victor in our lives. Be the winner in our lives. Be the master in Jesus' glorious name. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Today we continue once again along the lines that we started、uh, last week. And I want to, I think we started last week or last two weeks. And I want to continue even speaking about how the Christian should react or how the Christian should live in a perverse world. We've spoken about、um, being bold with、uh, right living and being out there and forward and not just not hesitating and not, not just doing what's convenient. And we've, we've, we've spoken about not negotiating with evil. Today, I want us to talk about another aspect that I have entitled What's Funny? What is funny? What is funny? And you know the story that Sodom and Gomorrah have been buried in sin, and they are sins, the Bible says, that、uh, the Bible says have had risen to the face of God in heaven. God sent angels. To punish Sodom and Gomorrah for their sins. And even at this height, when judgment was so near, judgment was so close, the Bible says that these people were still sinning with impunity to the extent that they attacked these angels that were being,、uh, that were lodging in the house of Lot. And they wanted to sleep with these angels. And you know how the story ended. But today, I want us to look at verse 14 of Genesis 19, verse 14 of the story. It reads So Lot went out and spoke to his sons in law who had married his daughters. Other versions say they were engaged to his daughters. And said, Get up, get out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But to his sons in law, he seemed to be joking. This is from the New King James Version. The, the, the King James Version says, He seemed as one who mocked. When Lot was warming his sons in law, who were engaged to his daughters, he seemed as one who mocked. The ESV says, He seemed to be jesting. He seemed to be cracking jokes. The contemporary English version, the CEV, says, and they laughed at him. 
The message Bible says they treated it as a joke. The New English translation says that they thought he was ridiculing them. This was when the angels, after smiting the men at the gate, the men who were who were intending on breaking into the room and, and having their way sexually with these handsome angels. When the angels came out, dragged Lot inside and smite or, or, or smote these men with blindness, the angels warned Lot that this city is going to be destroyed tomorrow. But we want you to live with your family and anyone of interest that you have in this town. And the only people of interest to Lot outside of his nuclear family was these two young men that were engaged to be married to his daughters. Now Lot out of concern runs out hastily with this news in all the fear that could have been in him to warn his sons-in-law that judgment was coming and judgment was here. And the Bible says these young men thought that Lot was joking. They, they laughed at him. They treated the warning of God as a joke. And they thought Lot was ridiculing them. Now the question is, after angels have blinded people and your father-in-law-to-be has run out to bring you this warning, what is funny about this warning? Is the ninth time, that ninth, is it a time of joke? That is my question. Will Lot leave his house to come in that ungodly hour, as the grammar has it, in that ungodly hour, just to crack jokes with you, his sons-in-law? And what is funny about the destruction of a city? What is even funny, is there no other thing to joke about that the only thing Lot's can joke about even if he had any such terms of joking the only thing he could joke about was judgment of God now I may not be right or I may be right when I infer that maybe there was a history of joking and such kind of laughters and such kind of uh, uh, funny jokes between Lot and, and, and the man, and the young man. I may be right, I may be wrong. Because how can you treat your father-in-law's warning as a joke? What level of familiarity is it between you, you and your father-in-law that when he comes and says, it's late, tomorrow morning there's going to be a danger, run out, come out with me. We have to run out of this city. You will sit back and laugh. And I'm sure Lot will go far in trying to convince this man because Lot had seen how close the wrath of God was. Lot had seen that these men were angels. Lot had seen that these men had the power to make people blind. And so Lot believed in what these men said. 
what the angel said. And so Lot would have tried his best to win these sons-in-law to him. But in a perverse generation, oh my God, they were laughing at the warning of God. So their laughter may also just be a sign of how perverted and perverse the generation had become. How corrupted it had become. That even these sons that I'm sure would have been the choicest among the men for Lot to agree that he would give his daughters in marriage to them, they would have been the choicest among the sinful men. Even these ones, their hearts were bound in darkness. Their hearts were full of foolish fat. So this is a symptom. This is evidence of how far corruption had gone and how far perversion had gone in that town. What's funny about the judgment of God? But the people God will destroy, the Bible makes us see that he first hardens their heart. But whether it's it's Lord's fault in having jokes with these people, coarse jokes with these people, uh, jokes that are not supposed to be funny with these people, or it's just another way that we see the perversion of the world, it could be both also. The instruction is clear, the lesson is clear, that we should not joke about divine judgment. Or we should not take divine judgment as a joke. Foolishly laughing at God's warning is the symptom of your heart being hard and of you rejecting the mercies of God. It is an attitude for, for the people that are marked for destruction. And we must not join them. Because it's like having a party with rebels and claiming to be on the side of the king. That is what is that is what it's like when you are seated with drunkards laughing. When you are seated with sinners, fornicators, laughing at the things of God. When you are entertained by the sins of people, it's like being claiming to be loyal to a king, yet celebrating the victory of rebels. Because sin is rebellion. Sin is rebellion. You ought to have the attitude that God demands in Joel chapter 2 where God says that in a rebellious city, in a rebellious generation, his people should be repentant. They should rent their hearts and not just their clothes. God calls on the elders, the children, even the babies. He calls them to a holy fast. And God has not even exempt the bridegroom or, or the bride. He says they should come out of their honeymoon mood and come into the mood of repentance and the mood of grieving. Grieving for the sins of their time. And God calls on the priests that they should lie between the porch and the altar and they should cry unto him. How can you be laughing if you are responding to this demand of God, how would, that, how would that make you laugh? You won't laugh. The laughter is for the people who are mocking after, after God. Who are, who are asking, where is God after all? The laughter is for the people who are saying, God does not hear, God does not see. Those are the people who laugh. 
But the Bible is clear. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 7. Do not be worshippers of false gods as some of them were, as it is written. The, the people sat down to eat and drink. The sacrifices offered to the golden calf at Horeb and rose to spot. To dance and give way to jesting and hilarity. This is the amplified version. The amplified version says that these Israelites, when they had erected an idol for themselves, they sat down to drink, to eat, to celebrate, and they rose up to play. And the amplified version uses jesting and hilarity. I want us to look at the meaning of hilarity in the, Eng- in the English dictionary. It says, a great amount of amusement, usually accompanied by laughter. You see, they are amused. They are amused. A perfect generation is the generation that is amused by things that it should be saddened by. A, a generation that is amused by things it should be saddened by. It's a generation that 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 find pleasure in offending god another version uses the word pagan revelry there's nothing wrong with being happy but there's everything wrong with being happy when you should be crying there's everything wrong with being happy about the things that break the heart of god Pagan means savage, immoral, uncivilized. So, pagan reverie means that it, it, it is pleasure in wild jokes against God. Ir- irreverent laughter is the best laughter at these parties. Today, I came to ask you a simple question. What is funny? What is funny about the judgment of God? What is funny about reserving your soul for destruction? What is funny? Repent! What is funny? We continue next week. God bless you.